Hi, hello and welcome. This is the Zonecast where we interview emerging Canadian professionals, entrepreneurs and academics. And today we have with us on the show uh, Elisa Birnbaum. Uh, she is the founder and editor-in-chief of Sea uh, Change uh, magazine. Hi, Elisa. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hi, uh, I'm good. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time. I want to learn about your uh, background. So can you tell us about your professional and personal background? Sure. Um, I'm one of those uh, journalists who come to journalism um not the direct route. I did not study journalism. I actually, uh, I studied political science and law. I'm a lawyer by training, but uh, have always enjoyed writing. And it used to be just a side project that I loved doing. Uh, I eventually just started taking it more seriously after I graduated from law school and decided to give it a shot. So um, I just started, uh, you know, pursuing journalism, writing all kinds of stories and publishing them always as a freelancer, though. Um, and I published in all kinds of newspapers and magazines. And then I started doing some communications work and just just doing writing. Writing was the thing that I started doing more and more of. Um, and uh, you grew up in Montreal and lived in Toronto the past uh, number of years, quite a few years already. Um, and just started, you know, pursuing my career that way. And one step led to another. Um, and, uh, yeah, writing has always been what I've done. So that's pretty much where I'm at right now, continuing to do writing in all kinds of ways, journalism as, as the main focus. So. Okay. So you've done quite uh, a lot of journalism as a freelancer. So yeah. can you tell us about the different uh, media publications you have worked with? Yes. So um, I've worked with, well, I wrote regularly for the National Post, and I've written for, um, I was writing a column there. I, I started writing a lot about uh, this area of social entrepreneurship, which is an area that I have um developed over the years. I, I, I started off doing a lot of work in the nonprofit sector and um, writing for um, organizations like Charity Village and others like that. And uh, while I was still writing for the Globe and Mail, writing for the Star, Profit Magazine, Zoomer Magazine, all kinds. Um, but then as I started developing a strong niche in an area called uh, social impact, social entrepreneurship, um, I started to see the the wonderful things that can happen when um, you know uh, business ventures entrepreneurs are are brought in to solve and to help solve social challenges and they they create businesses with the sole mission of of solving social challenges and that became um, a huge uh, focus of mine in my work and um, and I started a magazine which you mentioned before called Sea Change Magazine about eight years ago um, with that focus I just saw that there was less and less mainstream newspapers and magazines that I was pitching to as a journalist who were interested in that type of work. So um, in a type of you know writing about social enterprise, they didn't really know much about it back then, uh, in Canada especially. So we started um, with a business partner of mine, we started a magazine called Sea Change and um, just started focusing on this area of social enterprise and businesses that are started with a social mission at its core. Uh, strictly focused on that and that's been eight years ago and it's sort of developed since um, and that's sort of evolved in different ways and I also started writing this column for the National Post on social enterprise as well. Um, so you know one thing led to another and now one of my, my main focuses in, in what I do every day is writing about social impact, social enterprise um, through the magazine as well as through other 
um, you know, freelance um, stories here and there in different in different places. Uh -huh. um, so, when this is one thing that I'm curious about is working yeah. as a freelancer. Are you doing projects, uh, temporary projects or part-time projects with different uh, media publications? Is it more challenging uh, than having a permanent and stable full-time job, even if it's in the field of journalism, because then you don't have to worry about finding right. new, new gigs every now and then? I would definitely say it's a lot harder, <laughs> but uh, it's a lot harder. But but at the same time, for some people and myself included, um, working for yourself is is the only way. Really, I I I do collaborate a lot with uh, with businesses, with organizations. Um, I also run a communications consultancy called L Communications, um, where I work with a lot of different organizations and businesses to help them tell their stories more effectively. I do that not only. And, uh, you know, I had taken all kinds of clients in the corporate sector, but I've also taken on clients in specifically social impact, social change, um, nonprofit organizations, government. So I have a range of clients. Um, so you always have someone that you're answering to, but the, but the truth of the matter is is that it it is um, it is a, a, the only way that I like to uh, the only way that I like a career is for me to sort of be in control and be self-employed. So whether it's through my magazine or whether it's through my communications company, um, I like to sort of be the the one <laughs> the one dictating what I'm doing every day, who I'm taking on as clients, what types of stories I get to write. So even though it is more challenging, I can't imagine doing it any other way. Um, even though I do collaborate with a lot of different organizations and businesses and, you know, um, work with them in that way, but I like to be the boss of, of my own businesses. Um, and, and, you know, we didn't touch upon this yet, but one thing that also came about from the magazine and the different stories that I write is that I also recently published a book um, profiling social entrepreneurs around the world who are making a difference in their communities. And it, it's it's a project that I've always wanted to do, writing a book. And it would have been a lot more difficult, I think, if I had a different type of lifestyle where I couldn't take some time off every day to write this book and to do it in a, it quickly as I was able to do it and as efficiently as I was able to do it. So, you know, yes, more challenging for sure. <laughs> Less of a stable type of lifestyle for sure. But... Um, the type of lifestyle that I chose, I think it offers me opportunities um, that are important to me, you know, that I value. So that's why it's been a decision that I've made. I've, I've definitely been offered various, um, you know, uh, full-time positions that I've, I've turned down as a result of that because it's just, you know, it's the type of life that I like to, I like to lead. <laughs> so it's working for me, let's put it that way. But yes, if there's a, a journalist starting off in their field and they want something more stable, I would completely support their decision to find a job in a company or in an organization of some kind. I think it's an easier route. So was it difficult for you to find a publisher for your book? It wasn't easy. Um, I definitely took a long time in searching for the right one. Um, it, uh, you know, I, I wanted a publisher that uh, was understood the space that I was writing in because I thought that was very important. It's a very niche area, um, and that would provide the type of support that I needed as a first-time author. And so. You know, there's a lot of discussions, a lot of meetings, um, a lot of pitching, <laughs> a lot of back and forth conversations, mm -hmm. um, 
I had an agent for a while, and then I decided to go off on my own because there were smaller publishers that I could uh, reach out to on my own. It was easier that way. And I ended up going with, uh, with a smaller publisher based in Canada, and um, it worked out nicely. So what kind of stories uh, do you have in your book? So um, in my book, I profile around uh, 70 or so, maybe 65 to 70 social entrepreneurs around the world. Um, a lot of them are in the United States um, because uh, it's just where the bigger market and demand is for, for these types of stories and where there's a, you know, the, the movement is, is much stronger there in a sense. So um, we did focus a lot there, um, but we also have great examples from Canada, examples from the UK. Um, Africa, Middle East, all over the place. And um, we try to, in addition to telling stories of who these people are and what got them started and why they're doing this uh, work that they're doing, I also try to break down each chapter in terms of lessons learned and takeaways so that other people who have come to me over the years and said, you know, I want to start my own social enterprise. How do I go about doing it? Do you have any advice for me? What, you know, um, that the book also offers tips and advice and lessons from people on the ground who have actually been doing this work for years and, you know, people can learn from the book. Um, so, you know, it's a bit of a mix of, of stories and, and lessons. Um, and yeah. How, how did you have a promotion strategy for your book? Um, yes, I mean, I've worked with the publisher. We came up with, uh, they, they have a marketing um, uh, department at the publishing house um, who worked uh, very closely with me at the beginning when we first, the book first came out. Um, and we came, we had a strategy of how to reach different editors and different, you know, all kinds of different ways of reaching um, institutions and organizations and who might be interested. Um, we, yeah, and media, of course. So yes, we had a strategy. The strategy continues. Um, I'm still working with publishers as well as other people who are helping support me in uh, continuing to market the book and uh, getting out there and speaking about the book. So um, yeah, I, the strategy, you know, it was a bit broad uh, at the beginning. As as you start getting into it, you 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 kind of tweak it a bit more here and there. And um, as it evolves, I mean, there's different, you know, you start seeing different demographics for where you can reach out to and different ways of reaching people. So, you know, it, it takes, it kind of evolves as you move on, but uh, definitely important to have a marketing strategy if you're going to sell a book these days because everyone's writing a book, right? So you have to get in front of people. <laughs> Every second person is, is an author, right? So just in like every second person is a writer, so that's that's a whole other challenge too. But uh, yeah, you, I mean, you got to find your ways, right? In Canada, there are more than ten thousand new books being launched <laughs> every year. So to differentiate yourself go. and get get the customers' attention and the yes. publisher's attention, it's not an easy task. Not an easy task. No, it's a constant. You know, you're constantly trying new things. Um, you know, I think it's interesting, though, um, word of mouth ends up being as strong as anything else, if not stronger in terms of getting, you know, getting word out. You, people, one person knows this person, they give your book to someone else, they tell someone about it, and next thing you know, I, I'm getting requests to speak at all kinds of different places that I hadn't even thought of or reached out to. So it's funny how that works, because um, word of mouth could be your strongest uh, marketing tool. <laughs> I've yeah. come to realize that. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I want to learn more about your magazine, the Sea Change magazine. Yeah. 
what kind of uh, things do you write about? So we we it's it's also within the area. This is all about social entrepreneurs and their work. Um, there is a bit of a broader focus on social change. We 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 feature people working in the field. We have profiles. Uh, we have articles that are kind of more practical how tos. We call them. So we give them tips and um, practical advice. And people who are working, we ask uh, social entrepreneurs who are out there every day to um, tell their own stories from their own point of view and the challenges that they face daily and how they've overcome those challenges. Um, we also have book reviews and movie reviews if they're related to social change of some kind. Um, we had a video series with different social entrepreneurs where we sat down and did interviews with them. We also have a podcast, not as uh, not as often as you. Um, <laughs> we just do it like, yeah, we, we just have it like once a month. We have a podcast where we interview a social entrepreneur I interview someone and just to get, you know, like you, like in the sense of just getting their story and understanding what makes them tick and the type of work they do and um, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, so that's the magazine. And, you know, it's, it's mostly um, most of the pieces are written by contributors from around the world who are generously um, giving of their time and, and, and um, some of whom um, I just really want to share their story and um, and and help other people along the way and and in terms of providing advice and um, you know takeaways and stuff like that um, and yeah we just we offer all, a range of content and 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 you know in terms of uh, all within this space of social impact and social enterprise. Mm -hmm. That's quite amazing. Yeah. And uh, I want to learn more about um, your your business, which is uh, L Communications. What kind of clients sure. do you have? And can you share examples of any work that you have done? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. So we, we uh, you know, we, we sort of, it's very broad in terms of the type of work we do. We, if, if, there's, if you want to tell your story more effectively and gain greater impact, we take on various writing activities. So, um, you know, I've written, some of it is, is I can't mention because it's, it's people who want me to write op-eds for them. Uh, of course, my name doesn't go on those things, but if they want to get in the paper, I produce um, opinion pieces and um, other types of pieces like that that I'm ghostwriting. I ghostwrite um, books, e-books for people and articles. But I also do, um, you know, regular content like uh, blogs and website design. Not design, sorry. I work with a designer to write the, the actual content. Um, if someone's coming up with a new strategy uh, for their business and they need new, um, you know, just any kinds of written um, uh, pieces that uh, you know, mission statements or or you know anything that I I help them come up with uh, messaging and uh, all kinds of marketing collateral those types of things. Um, I can write white papers. I I do seriously anything that comes down to it. I I um, work with uh, digital producers and produce digital content for digital pieces. It, it it really does run the gamut. Um, I'm trying to think of specific things that of examples of recent. I um, let me think for a second. I work with uh, with CAA through an agency to help write a lot of their blogs, for example. So all kinds of blogging recently on um, 
the issue of um, cannabis and, and driving and how the challenges with people who, you know, what we might not know about how cannabis affects the way you, you uh, drive on the road and your ability to be distracted. And so all the, the types of timely issues that could affect uh, everyday life, I, I've been writing about those things and, and, and speaking to different researchers and doctors to get a sense of um, some of the, uh, the challenges and just helping those organizations tell the story and put out there, you know, what the issues are and how to better understand some of the issues. So um, that's been a big part of my work lately. Um, I also work with a number of social impact organizations, helping them put together funding proposals, help, you know, helping them um, just create better content on their websites so to make sure that their their mission that they're trying to put out there is told um, effectively and, and, and in a bigger, better way. Um, do I do storytelling sessions. I sit down with companies and with organizations and with their internal employees. I help them uh, learn how to tell their stories more effectively. We do workshops and interactive activities. So it really runs the gamut in terms of what L Communications is about, but it's, uh, it's basically uh, putting your best foot out there through the written word. Wow, that's um, quite amazing. I'm curious, um, you mentioned in your book you have more than 60 um, stories of social innovations. Can you yes. share Can you share one of them? Uh, sure. Uh, brief, briefly, and what kind of change did this uh, person help bring about? And if it's a Canadian story, that would be amazing. Yes, I can definitely give you a Canadian story. Um, well, there's a couple of Canadian, there's a bunch of Canadian stories. I mean, it's specifically in the book, but there's one, um, there's a there's a, a social entrepreneur by the name of Tal Dechiar, who he's a Canadian based in Toronto. He's a, um, but he's actually, his work is, he's working in uh, sub-Saharan Africa. So even though he's, he's based in Canada, he's, he's focused there because he really wanted to help create a middle class um, in in sub-Saharan Africa, specifically Ethiopia, he started a, a shoe factory there, and he hires workers um, in in Ethiopia to help produce um, shoes, uh, like beautiful shoes. But it is, they come, you can look on this website; it's called Oliberté, uh, Oliberté, and um, there's just really beautiful shoes that he all the products all sourced. Um, all the materials are used uh, are, are sourced in Africa, and then he hires about 100 plus. Uh, factory workers to help um, to help produce the shoes, and so he's basically helping create a middle class, creating a more sustainable community in Ethiopia by um, by giving them jobs which they didn't have before. And so, you know, it's a big part of what he does. He's he's it's been very impactful. It's uh, all about fair trade. Also, um, he treats employers very well, the employees very well. Um, and is just establishing greater impact in the community there. So, you know, that's a Canadian social entrepreneur who uh, doing tremendous work, uh, albeit uh, not in Canada, in sub-Saharan Africa. But, but uh, um, one of the one of the stronger, more um, uh, renowned social entrepreneurs in Canada right now. Mm-hmm. Well, Elisa, it has been very nice speaking with you and learning about Thank your. You about your work, your amazing work uh, in the area of social innovation, uh, sharing stories of social entrepreneurs. That's amazing. And thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I had a great time. You're welcome. And your website is seachangemagazine.com. That's right.
perfect uh, listeners i hope you enjoyed this uh, episode and if you want to learn more about elisa and her magazine you can visit seechangemagazine.com and thank you so much for listening to zonecast and stay tuned for more episodes